Hello, I'm Amelia Fruby, and you're listening to my tiny tarot practice. Today's card is the Queen of Wands. In the Rider Waite Smith edition of the tarot, the Queen of Wands pictures a person dressed in a beautiful yellow gown with a white mantle on their shoulders draped to the ground. They're seated at an elaborate throne that has lions painted on it, as well as lions that are carved into the arms of the throne. And this figure is wearing a yellow golden crown with leaves atop it, holding a sunflower in their left hand and a wand, a staff in their right. And seated right in front of them is a black cat. The queen of wands is the appreciation of fire, the culmination of the the more receptive journey in the suit of wands, the culmination of what it means to appreciate, feel, and understand this element. In some versions of, or some interpretations of tarot, the queen of wands becomes a sort of desire incarnate card. The sort of what happens as we take in pleasure and passion and can appreciate it and hone our ability to hold it, to experience it in our lives. I, as I often do, really love Jessica Dore's interpretation of the Queen of Wands as related to Hasta or Hastia in the Greek tradition, the goddess of fire. And the way that she draws that out in her reading, um, to understand the Queen of Wands as a card that's about tending to a slow, steady burn, which if you've ever started a fire is quite a task. (laughs) It's quite challenging to keep a fire going in a sustainable way so that you don't burn up all of your fuel or the flames don't get too high or it doesn't go out entirely. It requires a patience and a ritual to keep a fire burning in a slow and steady, not even slow, just like sustainable way. Maybe it's slow, maybe it's steady, but it's ongoing. And I think we can translate that metaphor of the literal fire. We can take that metaphorically into our creative lives. Those moments of creative genius, perhaps those downloads we get, they only come through, they only occur because of the quieter tending that we do, because of how we take care of the hot coals, of the embers, of the tiniest seed of the flame, the spark. And so I think the Queen of Wands is a card inviting us to create creative rituals and to tend to our creative rituals. If the Knight of Wands was about kindling and rekindling fires, it was fanning flames without really an ability perhaps to (laughs) um, quiet how big they get or control them in any way. This is the card where there's a much just um, softer approach to the flames. We are not sprinting ahead and like, trailing fire behind us or fanning the flame with our our speed as the knights oft perhaps might do on their horse. But we are sitting and tending to the fire and we're in such close conversation with it. I wanted to read something that Jessica Dora wrote in Tarot for Change because 
it really struck me. And that's what I do here. So let's see where I want to begin. The, the whole entry on the Queen of Wands in this book is really beautiful. And I can't encourage you enough to um, perhaps get your own copy. It's linked in my bookshop in the show notes. But here, I'll start here. This is from Jessica Doratero for Change. To build and maintain a slow and steady burn, a proper burn, requires knowledge, dedication, and the right materials. If you can get a little fire going using some tiny bits of wood and paper, I'm talking shreds here, you're laying a foundation for a bigger fire. Our creative lives are often what nourish and illuminate our lives through the nights and winters. So if you journal every day for 10 years, you may be lighting the coals for the memoir you'll write later, or for whatever it is that you think of as your quote-unquote real work. As with most things, there are shortcuts to getting a big fire going, lighter fluid, for example, but relying on these circum relying on these circumvents a crucial part of the process, which is the part where you either dig for hot coals under the ash to get something going or have to start from what feels like scratch, putting a spark to cold ground and building slowly from there. Even though the old stories are full of cases where a charm is given that offers a magical shortcut or a throughway from nowhere to somewhere. It still seems to me that there is inherent value in taking the slow way, putting the time in to learn something without some supernatural aid. I can't explain why, but it just feels like there's meaning in learning to make something from nothing and walking that path from the page of wands to the queen of wands, where you start with the spark that you have to cup your hand around to keep lit and arrive eventually to a place where the fire in your life The stuff that inspires, tells you that you're alive, even reminds you what you're uniquely here to do, burns steady. If for no other reason than because then, when it goes out, you'll know how to bring it back again. Hmm. That just feels so good and so true to me. Tending to that fire, learning to build it from scratch so that when it goes out, you can bring it back again. I love the moments of creative inspiration in my life when some, when an idea just emerges fully formed, but that doesn't happen all that often. (laughs) Maybe it does for you. It doesn't for me. And so I have to tend to my creative practice, to my emotional practice, to my spiritual practice in these smaller ways. I have so that when I need to create them from scratch, I can again, I can't always rely on the supernatural aid. And I think that's so much of what spell work is. When we conjure images of witches from movies or when, you know, magic is portrayed in popular culture, it's often these like big mystical um, miracles almost. But I think most often spell work is that day to day tending. It's tending our altars. It's clearing space for things to come through. It's literally cleaning. (laughs) It's cooking. It's feeding ourselves. That's the spell work that allows for the mystical to appear. And when we're not finding that mystical moment, when we don't get the download, when the miraculous doesn't seem to be happening, happening for us, it's those, the magic in those mundane moments that we can return to. So thank you so much 
for tuning in to my tiny tarot practice. As always, you can find the books and decks that I referenced here in my bookshop, which is linked below in the show notes. And if you make a purchase through that link, I'll receive a small affiliate payment that helps me keep this podcast going. Today, I read from Tarot for Change by Jessica Dorr, a book that I love and highly recommend. Until next time, I hope you are able to tend to your fire. Be well.